Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, and so is the legendary Lindsay, the digital penetrator. Capper's Corner returns. So is Whale Capper. Listen, this is an all-star show today. The countdown is on the Santa Anita Derby. Rapidly approaching cams have been prepping. Uh, not only for the Triple Crown, but he's been prepping for the San Anita Derby by uh, betting on every race at Belmont <laughs> since they've returned. And those of you that are pulling the trigger on those uh, big, big long shots, a 38-1 to 1 just cashed at Belmont Park. What's going on, Cam Stewart? You said it, Marenzi. Belmont Park, the dogs are barking. I've never seen anything like this before. I bet a lot of ponies, and Belmont's been known, you know, a lot of chalk, and they used to call Gulfstream chalk stream, but I can't believe the dogs are coming in at 99 to 1 in second, 38 to 1, a couple in the 20s today. The pick threes and fours are blowing up the tote board right now. If people are blindly betting dogs or numbers, they're going to be having a very, very good day. I can't see this uh, sustaining itself, but man, if you like dogs and you're just throwing darts, you might be rich in a couple races for sure. All right, so we've got a lot of stuff to get to on the program. We've got some capping uh, to do, some horse uh, capping. Whale capper going to step up. And, of course, whale capper, uh, whale capper um, is a big fan of the ponies, and he is in Los Angeles uh, as well. Uh, but we'll talk NBA basketball. Uh, we'll, talk, um, we'll talk NFL football. We'll talk about Drew Brees uh, a little bit with whale capper. We'll see who he likes as far as the NBA um, is concerned with the playoffs, and it has been approved at – it's taken us about 24 hours, but uh, we're starting to figure out uh, the format uh, right now. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of um, a lot of news from the college football world uh, as well. Alabama, five players test positive for COVID-19 coming on the heels, of course, of Oklahoma State having uh, three players test positive. Iowa State uh, players testing positive. Oh, yeah, the UFC have trainers testing positive. Uh, despite uh, the fact that our minds have been taken off the virus, it still exists. It's, uh, it still exists, and it's, uh, it's still real. And Think about it, guys. These college football teams haven't really even gotten together yet. Like, a couple yeah. of kids worked out together. They haven't been full-blown practices or anything like that. And there's already outbreaks. It's going to be a real challenge moving forward. I know it's, it sounds simple, and I find it comical, actually, that the, uh, the governor of Texas now says... Wow, 50%. A 50% capacity. You went up from 25 to 50 without an event happening, bro. And secondly, there's no events to happen with fans. Evidently, I guess he means NASCAR. I guess that's where we're going with this. Because even though, like, even if Governor Abbott says, oh, 50% capacity, Mark Cuban doesn't even want to play in Dallas right now, bro. So you can have 100% capacity. 100% capacity and nothing is still nothing. And it's like the other story of the day. There's a lot of stories that are grinding my gears. The other story of the day is that oh, Major League Baseball uh, teams have told the announcers that they'll be doing the, uh, the games from their hometowns. They won't be going on the road with the teams. And I'm thinking, well, don't you kind of need games to broadcast before you're telling the announcers this? 
It's like, dude, for oh yeah, another, another thing that's getting to me too. I see people are arguing on Twitter uh, today if David Ortiz is black or not. Because he's Dominican, he's not black, he is. And it's like George Costanza said, should we be talking about this? I don't think we should be talking about this, but I'm tapping out. No more race relation talk, <laughs> no more anything. When you guys are starting to argue about whether David Ortiz is black or not, because he's not American, yeah. that's when I, I submit, I'm tapping out, <laughs> and we're sticking Agreed. to sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I can't agree more, buddy. That's all it's taken, guys. Because I'm not one of the sticks to stick to sports uh, crowd, but that's what it's taken. Stick to sports. We want to welcome everybody tuning in, all of our radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. Game time decisions begins now. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead cab store. The countdown is on. Despite the fact that the sky is falling and all hell is broken loose, they are. Running on Saturday at Santa Anita. We have the Santa Anita Derby. We're going to break it down. Whale Capper's going to step up. We're going to talk about the NBA now that we've had 24 hours to uh, to take a look at the format. We've actually kind of figured it out uh, right now. Uh, Alabama football, five players test positive for COVID. Oregon State kicks off uh, the, the tight end off the team uh, for a racially charged video that he did. A couple of years ago, turmoil with the Florida State Seminoles, and it's unbelievable. Yesterday, we did the show, and, you know, like I said yesterday, I'm kind of like, whatever. We're talking about basketball. This isn't world-time decisions. It's game-time decisions. But obviously, we had to recognize what was going on um, in the outside world as we live in this sports uh, bubble, because that's the whole point. You know, that was the whole point of the protest, so people pay attention. So we pay attention. Yesterday, the Drew Brees stuff started, Cam, and... You know, we didn't really get into it too much yesterday. I was like, well, no. And I tweeted out yesterday afternoon. Are you guys really surprised? Like, Drew Brees is angling himself to be a politician uh, down the road. He will be a politician. And I'm telling you what, he's not going to be a member of the Green Party. And he's not going to be a Democrat either. <laughs> All right? So Republican lock. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah we're just the setting the table here. Um, so you know, his comments didn't surprise me. I knew. Yeah. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, This is going to create a firestorm, Uh, but I didn't realize how much of a firestorm and like real, real pure anger. They were chanting last night on the streets of New Orleans, F Drew Brees, F Drew Brees. Um, You know, even today after his apology, a lot of NFL Hall of Famers are are saying too, too little, too late, doesn't matter. And. You know, I think this this cancel culture has gone a little bit uh, too far yeah. at this point when we're canceling Drew Brees, all right? Drew Brees isn't racist, guys. His words were, they weren't the right choice of words. He's tone deaf. I thought it was idiotic. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, really? You're in New Orleans. Like, yeah, what part of this don't you get? But everybody needs to chill with the cancel culture. Get on a grid. Bring it. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Game time decisions continues. I am Gable Renzi. Focus down with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, legendary Lindsay from the Meadowlands, Capper's Corner. Capper's Corner was one of our, um, was a very, very popular segment that we were doing and throwing down at the Meadowlands uh, before the shutdown. And the Meadowlands actually opens tomorrow. It's great to have horse racing uh, back. We were just talking about Drew Brees a little bit. And I want to talk NBA basketball. I want to talk gambling. I want to give picks, uh, et cetera. But we were just talking about, like, the cancel culture has gone too far. Even though I think Drew Brees is totally tone deaf. But, you know, there's more than two sides to every story. There's 16 sides to every story. But I was just saying, you know, cancel culture has gone too far. But I, as a Buffalo Bills fan, will take that back uh, right now and say we must cancel Jake Fromm. This guy was lucky he got drafted in the freaking first place. They threw him a bone. And now I see Jake Fromm is on Twitter. I saw it earlier, and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's bigger things going on than Jake Fromm. And I didn't realize that Jake Fromm said that um, basically guns should be more expensive so only um, rich white people can afford to buy them. Um, you know, good job, kid. Before you even throw a pass in an NFL preseason game, because that's the only games you were going to ever throw a pass in, I don't know. Looks like you're going to the XFL. Uh, you can join Aaron Murray, the other crap-ass Georgia Bulldog quarterback. Let's let's uh, let's bring in Whale Capper. Let's bring in Whale Capper. And Callie in the house. It's been too long, sir. How you doing, Whale Capper? Oh, it's been way too long. How are you guys? You guys look good. Oh, no, you, you lie. Better, you lie. Man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We look like crap. <laughs> we, we appreciate it. You know what? Well, you know what? You know we bother you when there's sports going on all the time. So we figured you needed a vacation uh, from us. But you know now now things are starting to come back. It was a Saturday night derby. We've been doing the show throughout this. We haven't missed one single show um, in, in the months. We've been doing it different formats, different buildings. However, we can get it on the air. But we're finally starting to get up and running a little bit. We're live once again, so we figured we got to get our main man, Whale Capper, in here. So let's let's cut the small talk because there's so much stuff uh, going on. Wow, I mean, 2020 Whale Capper, <laughs> one for the history books, huh? Nowhere to go but up, right? <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah, get any worse. <laughs> no, no, don't uh, say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Things can always. Yeah, don't say that. Things can sort of, uh, sort of, sort of can get worse, but. And, you know, I don't want to make light of anything, but that's what we're here for, to make light of things. And uh, best tweet I've seen throughout all of this, uh, Whale Capris, still can't believe uh, COVID, coronavirus blew a 28-3 lead to, to uh, racism. <laughs> that is a brilliant tweet. Yeah, really I still good. can't believe like they blew a 28-3 lead to racism. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> yeah. summary of what's going on these last three months. I, I yeah, like uh, two weeks ago, uh, it felt like, you know, coronavirus stuff news was never going to go away. Uh, and sure enough, you, you know, you blink uh, and uh, social uh, social unrest uh, becomes by far and away the most uh, popular thing going in terms of the news coverage. And I got to tell you, it's pretty inspirational seeing how many places around the country have, uh, you know, have gotten the message and are participating in, um, you know, their their constitutional right to, you know, to speak up. It's very cool to see it uh, and places all over the world. Toronto's got involved. Uh, you got all kinds of, uh, you know, peaceful protests in, in cities all across the world. So it's, it's I got to say, it's pretty um, it's pretty heartening. It's pretty inspirational to see how many people really uh, are using their uh, their civic responsibility and uh, and taking this seriously. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, we're seeing that people are uh, people are fed up. Uh, people are fed up uh, with it with a status quo. And it's amazing too. It kind of flew out of the radar. You know, it takes protests. It takes you got. It's like uh, Seinfeld said. It's like breaking up. Like you, it's like rocking a coke machine. You know, mm-hmm. Cam's down. You gotta shake it. Yeah, back. I do forth. it all the time, buddy. Yeah, we're yeah. come on. Try to Give shake, to shake the free soda out. Yeah, yeah, it takes a couple of times before you you tilt it over. But something that flew under the radar, guys. It's been six years since Michael Brown and the Ferguson uh, uh, track, wow. you know, incidents. And six years, but on just a couple of days ago, there were elections going on, guys, like local elections. Ferguson, Missouri, elected their first black mayor in the history of their town. What, what, wow. what? You know what I mean? It took six years, but before it was white mayor, white judge. Remember, white cops. White. It was just basically like that. You're screwed. Like your your system's screwed. Remember, they only arrested like ninety nine point nine percent of the arrests, etc. Six years later. Yeah, you know, and I hate to say it, but it took some some windows to get broken, right? You know, yeah, some, somewhere along there. The senseless deaths are just tragic. I hate that stuff. But sometimes, you know, it's it, uh, that, that's the thing. Violence begets violence. But so it's amazing. So everything sort of settles down. It's amazing, a whale capper. Okay? We put this in perspective, capper. And I'll throw this at whale capper because he went to Duke. He's a smart guy. <laughs> yes, so, he is. But look at coronavirus. We were all like locked inside. People are like protesting. I need a haircut. I want to, you know, go open up, open up and stuff like that. And basically, two days before opening, you know, riots break out. It's basically like being a prisoner and like you're you're about to get out of jail and you decide to start a riot inside the day before you leave. And it gets <laughs> yeah. tagged on. Then we have like this vicious civil unrest and things are really ugly. And it's sort of calmed down a little bit, right? You know, the, the, pro- the protests were peaceful during the day. There was systematic change being being made. There, Like you said, it was a nice thing to see. Nighttime could be ugly. And then everything sort of calmed down. And then, boom, an hour later, nobody had, let's cancel and uh, make Drew Brees retire uh, in the pool, did they? Like, nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And then, like, almost 24 hours later, it's gone from Michael Thomas telling him to go F himself and everyone else, like, hating him to, like, yeah, yeah, we good now. Like, we go from zero to 60, back to zero to 60 again. I can't even keep up with the outrage all the time anymore, Whale Capper. <sighs> Gabe, this is, pred- this is all predictable. If we had, if we had done a show uh, in March and you've been like, hey, you know what? We're going to lock people in their houses for two, three months. Uh, what do you think the outcome of that is going to be? Uh, the idea that there was going to be social unrest, you know, the, you know, 30, 40 percent unemployment right now. Like these like people don't have, uh, you know, the opportunity to go out and just live their lives because of the coronavirus. And if you look back through history, you looked at the Spanish, you know, the Spanish uh, flu pandemic that swept through in the 19, uh, 19 you know, late 19 teens. Uh, same sort of thing. That's that summer after that uh, first wave of the flu hit, there was just widespread social unrest. It was just brutal. Um, you know, you reintroduce people into society after all of this time they've been spent indoors, you know, being told, you know, what they can and can't do. Like tempers are just hot right now. Uh, and I think uh, I would be surprised if we don't see this sort of thing continue throughout the summer, especially if uh, if they can't get, um, you know, can't get the economy restarted to a, uh, to the degree where we, we get people back to work. Um, it's going to be an extremely tough task. In the United States, we certainly don't seem to have the leadership in place to, you know, to pull this off. Um, so I, you know, I, I would be more, um, you know, I would be 
more surprised if things kind of go, you know, cool off and go back to normal than if, you know, this is sort of the new normal, at least throughout this summer. Um, Because, you know, you you can only ask people to do so much, you know, you can only ask them to bear so much loss, so much heartache. And uh, in, you know, the, the, the next kind of wave of, you know, you know, as people are struggling to pay for rents and pay for, you know, pay for mortgages, pay their car loans and stuff like that. And they're wondering how and when they're going to get work again. Like this is going to, this has the potential to get worse before it gets better, just in terms of how kind of the, you know, the, the, the national, um, kind of, uh, feeling is about, uh, you know, the, this entire pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Not now. Oh, yeah, press cam. No, no, no. <laughs> Will Capper really brought it. And Gabe, just the one thing that I want to say quickly is, too, like, don't be fooled by these uh, companies, mortgage companies and stuff. Hey, we'll let you off and stuff. Read the fine print. They'll give you money now, but it's kind of like a big loan. You'll be paying for a hell of a lot more down the line. So be very, very careful. Uh, as Will Capper stated, very eloquently stated, too, uh, both of you. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, there's an election coming up, too. Right. Yes. Oh, just by the way. And I got to tell you, too, I've heard this, and, you know, I, I don't want to admit how old I am, but I'm, I'm bald, uh, not willingly. So um, you always hear every politician, this is the most important election in, in our lifetime. This time it almost is. It's like, you know, like it's it almost it like everything's the most important of everything, uh, actually, right now. Like we really are in this spot, but this is what we're here for. Will Capper says people are wondering how they're going to pay their bills by tuning into this show. And us giving them winners, like we gave you 12 to 1 on the Xfinity Series the other night. We're going to see who Will Copper likes in the San Diego Derby, who he's taking a look at in the NBA, which was a sleeper team. Get on the grid, bring it. Yeah, guys, and another 47 to 1 just hit at Belmont. Dogs galore. Cam Stewart here with the Sports Grid News and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grid. Drew Brees apologizing today after his comments about players potentially kneeling during the U.S. National Anthem were met with outrage and backlash in the NFL world. The Saints quarterback issued a heartfelt apology. And speaking to you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused, Brees said in an Instagram post. He added he's sick about the way his comments were perceived yesterday. He takes full responsibility and accountability. Teammate Michael Thomas also accepting Brees' apology for the remarks. In a passionate 15-minute speech, Indianapolis Colts GM Chris Ballard opened up in a tearful and helpful talk, saying white America refuses to listen to the black community. Some bad news for college football lovers. At least five players on the Alabama Crimson Tide football team testing positive for COVID-19. They were an 11-2 team last year. Oregon State has dismissed freshman tight end Rocco Carley after an audio recording serviced on social media in which Carley used racist language and Coach Jonathan Smith axed him. Texas wide receiver Brennan Eagle says he's not going to play another snap of football for the Longhorns based on the social injustice in the United States. He called for people to focus on the bigger picture. And it appears Florida State players won't be training or working out anytime soon. And star defensive tackle Marvin Wills, uh, Wilson tweeted about co- Coach Mark, Mike Norvell. He said he lied about the one-on-one meetings in the wake of George Floyd's death in the police custody. Norvell today apologized for lying to the players. The NBA's board of uh, governors voted to approve a 22-team return-to-play format during a conference call today. Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans, San Antonio, Phoenix, and Washington. They'll join the 16 current playoff teams at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando to play eight regular season games apiece. Training camps now set to begin June 30th. They want to travel to Orlando by July 7th and restart July 31st. This according to Shams Charneria of The Athletic. The NBA also set the draft lottery August 25th and the draft will go down uh, October 15th. 
free agency would begin October 18th, and training camps for next season would begin around November. And listen to this one, guys. They're <coughs> anticipating next season starting Defe- December 1st. Whoa, that's only a 42-day layoff. The G League canceling its season today. The NCAA has uh, changed its deadline date for players to withdraw from the 2020 NBA draft to August 3rd, or 10 days after the draft combine, whatever does come first. Commissioner Roger Goodell of the NFL uh, on a league-wide memo today said coaches can return to their facilities Friday, June uh, 5th, tomorrow. But club facilities can only reopen if given permission from their respective states. The league anticipates the San Francisco 49ers will be the only team unable to return. Bruce Arian says the price tag for running back Devonta Freeman simply too high. Odell Beckham Jr. has impressed Cleveland Browns coaches in the 2020 works. Browns offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt calling Beckham a worker. He loves football. He's smart as hell. And he's just been a model guy this offseason. He's looking for a bounce back year. The NHL and NHLPA have put the finishing touches on their 24-game team format at a best-of-five play in round one. The remaining four series will be a best-of-seven. These teams will also be reseeded after every round instead of using the traditional bracket. I'm Cam Stewart. Guys, remember, you got to stick on the grid. we got all your sports and fantasy wagering information all the time. You can also follow us on Instagram and SportsGrid TV. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to host Gabe Morency on Game Time Decisions with our friend, Whale Capper, breaking it down. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Whale Capper, Whale underscore Capper on Twitter is uh, joining us. So let's do some capping uh, right now. Whale Capper, it's great to have you back uh, in the rotation. So uh, the NBA, the playoff format uh, has been approved. And albeit uh, kind of confusing, it's sort of coming together right now. 22 teams go back. Uh, they play eight games. If you're if you're not in a playoff spot right now and you're able to uh, cut it within four games, then uh, there's a play-in uh, tournament with the teams um, with the teams that cut it to within four games. But the Memphis Grizzlies and the Orlando Magic would only have to win one game. The other teams would have to win two games when they play against them. Because I was wondering, I'm like, come on, you can't just screw Memphis and Orlando uh, like this. The one last thing, and I'll ask you, Whale Capper, there was a lot of talk about 1 through 16. It doesn't appear that that's, that's the deal here. It looks like it's they're going east versus west. They haven't had the official press conference yet, but I don't think they're doing the 1 through 16 anymore. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, I agree with all your sentiment, really. They, they didn't make this easy for the fans to understand what's being <laughs> rolled out, but uh, they had kind of, you know, it's, and again, when I, when I read the whole thing, when I processed the details, my original reaction was kind of, all right. But at the same time, like it's sports, it's going to come back. They passed it. It's, you know, we have still have two months to wait for it to actually take action. And obviously weird stuff can happen in those two months, but I think this is probably a go. It sounds like a good plan They're You know, they're going to do something cool. It's going to, it's going to feel big. It's going to feel like things are returning to normal again. And that's awesome. Um, but yeah, they also made this extremely complicated and you kind of dig through. Why did they do this this way? What was gained by making this, you know, especially complex. And, you know, they're trying to, create a situation that's fair for uh, you know the teams that were on the outside of the playoffs but they had relatively easy schedules left like the Pelicans and you know people will kind of go conspiracy theory and say well they really want to get the Pelicans in that's why they came up with this cockamamie uh, you know scheme but in reality the Pelicans had the easiest schedule 
down the home stretch in the NBA, they were going to play plenty of teams that were out and that were going to be focusing on the offseason. So they missed their own their own opportunity uh, just because they had kind of an imbalanced schedule to begin with. Similarly, Memphis was going to have a very tough run down the home stretch. And so the just the fact that you know, they're, they're trying to create some element of, Hey, we, you know, we're, we're thinking about these things. We're trying to be fair. We're trying to keep, uh, you know, some reasonable, uh, you know, reasonable interest for all of these teams, you know, cause like why, why, why not have 30 teams there to play it out? Well, they made the executive decision that, you know, eight of these teams, they're out of the running. We don't want teams there who have no chance of the playoffs because we're not going to get a legit effort out of that. The fans don't want to watch that. The You know, it's not going to, you know, the, the players don't want to get hurt. That's a complete waste of time. And so, you know, they, they made some correct and, and wise decisions, I feel like. And, and um, you know, because there's no home court advantage throughout the playoffs, like I don't know that seating one to eight really matters all that much. And so the fact that they're only going to play eight games is fair. Like you don't need to have uh, enough games where you really get to work out seeding because who cares if you're a three, six or four or five at this point. I mean, all that's different is, uh, you know, your path to the title. Uh, and that's, Come on, you know, man. Dude. so it's the color it's, of the uniforms, bro. We get their uniforms. uniforms is big. That's right. That's <laughs> and true. don't forget, that's remember true. one of the proposals, you get to bring your own hardwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, I'm sure the owners. Yeah. I'm sure the owners are excited about loading up a cargo jet to bring a yeah. bunch of wood. They'll be like, "Don't you guys have wood at Disney World?" <laughs> like, yeah. What am I bringing? Yeah. Here's a here, here's a decal sticker of my logo. Put it on the floor, and I'll leave my wood. I'll leave my wood home. But as far as the Pelicans are concerned, it's a good point that you raised because the Pelican schedule was easy, and that was the whole thing. People thought, "Oh, they're going to track Memphis down." Because Memphis's schedule was so difficult. And the thing is, guys, there is no free pass for anybody right now, really. The eight bottom teams are out of the league, right? So suddenly, everyone's kind of pretty good. I'm looking at everybody's uh, schedules, and we have the Pelicans, and I'll throw the Pelicans out here, and I want to get Will Capper's take on if there's a team or two that he thinks is going to come out of this, uh, if there's any value picks. Uh, but I just want to say, same thing. We look at this, and I sort of was like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? What is this, an episode of Big Brother? You get to pick your hotel room first. You get to pick the best room in the house, and you win a case of Mountain Dew on night one. And tomorrow on Big Brother, see if Cam Stewart can withstand the challenge. Right? Like, um, it's like a game show or something. But remember the All-Star game, guys? Remember the All-Star game, guys, with, um, with Kobe? And they were like plus 24, and we're like, what the hell are they talking about? What yeah. are we even doing here? And they were like, this is an honor in Kobe. When we saw it, we were like, this is the best thing ever. You got to do this every year. This is like, this is great. This is why the NBA is the best league, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. the same thing. Everybody's crying now. And then, you know, you're going to have like 22 million people watching with a Super Bowl betting handle on an Orlando Magic Sacramento King play-in game. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I man, the world's going to be like, let's go, man. <laughs> Winner gets in the playoffs, man. This is great. So the Pelican schedule, they play the Sacramento Kings. Utah Jazz, L.A. Clippers, San Antonio Spurs, Memphis Grizzlies, which would be a big two-game swing game there. Mm, big one. The Sacramento Kings again, Grizzlies again, Magic again. So that's like a four-game swing if they played the Grizzlies twice. So let me ask you, Whale Capper, who are you looking at? Like, which, which teams do you like coming out of this? Do you have a team that you, you sort of feel good about? 
I do. <laughs> it's your, and you gotta like this one. Um, but uh, that Raptors number doesn't look right to me, man. Uh, it's yeah. twenty-four to one. I gotta tell you, it, doesn't, it doesn't look right to me, man. Uh, and you know, part of this is because I think uh, the the one-two-three in the East, I think, is locked in. It's locked in. They're good. I don't think the Raptors are going from two to three. I don't think it matters if they flip flop two and three. Um, either way, their path is going to be. They're going to get uh, the less. You know, the they they could get uh, the worse of you know the teams between the Magic and the and the Nets here. Um, neither of those teams is at all a first round. Um, you know, first round difficulty as far as the matchup goes. So Raptors lock in at two. They get an easy uh, kind of a warm up round against the uh, the Nets, uh, and then they get the Boston Celtics. And I got to tell you, I love the way they match up with the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are a team that does not really have a playoff, um, you know, playoff thriving roster, in my opinion, whereas the, uh, you know, the Raptors have, you know, not only the experience of last year's championship up and down that roster, but they absolutely have uh, gotten an incredible emergence from, uh, you know, con- contributions from the emergence of Pascal Siakam this season has been awesome to watch. Uh, and, you know, they're a well-balanced, well-rounded team. They have a coach that can make adjustments. These are all things that you want uh, when you're, you know, looking to get involved with, uh, you know, betting a, a team to win the you know, NBA title, because really any seven game series all comes down to what can your coach do to adjust uh, and the fact that they're going to get a healthy Marcus all back I think is massive I think that is humongously important for this team and the fact that they are effectively built around their ability to defend Who's playing for a contract well, too playing for a contract Gasol's and a they, free they, agent they, even dude you know what it's going to take teams it's going to take them time to get their offensive rhythm. They may never find their offensive rhythm. This is going to be a weird setting. The shooting's not going to be easy. We don't really know what it, how long it's going to take for you know teams to really find their offense in these series. But guess what? If you have a defense that's, you know, if your team is anchored in their defense like the Raptors, you're going to absolutely love this setup. And I really think that, uh, you know, the, the, the way that this has kind of, um, the way that they have, this has transpired, the way that they've established this, um, uh, this whole, you know, postseason tournament has really even things big time between the Bucks and the Raptors to win the East. Uh, and the fact that you're still seeing the rap, you know, the Bucks at the mass, you know, massive favorites at the top Crazy. of the market to win the East uh, doesn't really add up to me. Cause I think the, the their Raptors sucks, are very likely to knock this off. They might be a good team, but their price is way out of whack. This is a team yeah. that can lose, say their shooting goes cold. I just want to tell you one thing, Gabe, me and Gabe are talking about it. This, this setup actually works out for Portland. Why don't these guys just shut up? They're the only team that complains all the time. They should be happy to be there, yet, oh, we don't like the format, 22. We want 20. Hey, here's a tip, Blazers. Shut up. You should be happy to be in the damn tournament. That's my take, Will Capper. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're, but you're right. This this worked out incredibly well for the Blazers. They get Nurkic back. They get uh, uh, they get uh, Zach back. They they, they are absolutely going to have a much more dangerous roster. This would this is a team that if they had gotten in at the eight seed, they probably would have been in four and done against the Lakers. But uh, mm-hmm. but they no, they are they are now primed to um, to do make some noise, do some damage. I think the reason I had heard at least the reason that they were the one that voted it down is because they wanted a better you know more of a chance right like like the way that they've set this up it really favored the Memphis Grizzlies a lot like the Grizzlies were going to have a tough time hanging on to that eighth playoff spot if we had played out the season um but they now, just sort of got to go four and know, four exactly like if they just sort of battle 
you know, I was thinking about that too. If you're the Grizz, if you're the Grizz, you just have to go forward. You go five and three, you're gonna block everyone out, right? Yeah. yeah there's not okay. Listen, we can talk all night. It's great having you back. Time <laughs> always flies. But San Anita Derby rapidly approaching. Me and Cam have been banging the ponies 24 hours a day. You name a country, we've been betting it. Uh, but uh, yep. Belmont's back right now. But Santa Anita, small field uh, here this year, Well, Capper. Seven mm-hmm. horses, and it's all about the six and the seven horse here with Honor AP and Authentic. Or are we missing something? What are you looking at? It's a two-horse race, and honestly, I think that you're going to get a very, very favorable number on Honor AP on Saturday. I think the, uh, the just based on Baffert uh, taking down both of the Arkansas Derbies, based on the name value, based on people are going to look it up. Oh, undefeated, uh, undefeated three-year-old for Baffert, authentic, betting him. Like that's going to be your overbet horse. I think that is going to create some value on Honor AP, and I think Honor AP is a very, very tough match for him. This is not going to be necessarily, uh, you know, I don't think this is this should be um, you, this, the fair odds for this price. These two horses probably yeah. should be uh, about the same. I think if you're going to get five Pick to two em. or better on Honor AP, you go for it. Yeah, it's basically a toss-up uh, race. We'll get Cam's thoughts on it on the other side. Uh, Whale Capper, it's always a pleasure, sir. Great to have you back. We won't take so long to check in. Uh, despite what everybody, uh, I know no one's talking about, watch out, there's still a virus out there. Stay safe. <laughs> Game Time Decisions continues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with a raging redhead cam. Stewart, shout out to everybody tuning in on whatever platform you were joining us on, all of our radio affiliates uh, out there. Uh, thanks to Whale Capper. Great to uh, catch up with Whale Capper. Man, we could kick it with him uh, all night. Um, you know, such a smart guy and a great, great, great handicapper uh, as well. So, you know, Cam, looking at, um, you know, the digital penetrator, the uh, one of the legends from the Meadowlands. <laughs> Capper's Corner, legendary Lindsay's going to step up in a little bit later on, and we'll talk more about uh, this derby. But, you know, it's interesting, basically. It is. It seems to be a two-horse, um, a two-horse race on Saturday between Honor AP and, um, and Authentic. Yet Authentic is the bigger favorite here. You get a little value. Whale Capper talked about potential five-to-twos uh, out there for Honor AP. Authentic is undefeated. Authentic is the one that people are going to be looking at. But Honor AP seems like more like the value pick uh, right now. Do you agree with that assessment? 
Yeah, I'm not even going to say value pick. I'm just going to say, you know, and I look at the connections, and I really, really like Honor AP, and I'll tell you one thing. Mike Smith knows this track like the back of his hand. I like the jockey choice for Honor AP. His uh, buyer figure, 105, speed personified. I think, actually, he should be the favorite in the race. Authentic is a damn good horse. Don't get me wrong, but Honor AP, he shouldn't be 5-2. to two. They should both be 6-5, to five. in my opinion. It's a straight pick. If you're going to give me plus 250 on a horse, I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to look around to bet him now. I think he's very, very strong. And, you know, you talk about uh, uh, sheriffs, the, the trainer of the horse. Like Sometimes, you know, when I'm watching the horse racing channel all the time, they got snippets. And uh, you can kind of get uh, information from guys just the way they talk, their body language. And I'll tell you one thing. This trainer is very, very confident. Uh, he, you know what I mean? He has a real quiet kind of confidence the way he's talking about this horse right now. I think uh, in a seven-horse field, Honor AP is the way to go, Gabe. It is a value play. You know, Value is not there if the horse loses, but I think the horse should be a co-favorite in this race, and you're getting plus 250. So I do think there's value on Honor AP. That will be the horse I will take. That will be the horse I will have in matchup bets. Honor AP. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, you know, though, um, man, <laughs> it's going to be the most heavily bet exact a box in the history of horse races. Yeah, I got you got to six and the seven. You got yes, yeah, you got to get out of six and seven. So we'll talk to well, the digital the penetrator. Same. It'll pay. It'll yeah, pay the same thing. Look, I actually took I took an exacta the other day. I put twenty bucks on it, but I took an exacta. It was basically two favorites. This will pay a little bit more than the one that I took. Uh, but basically, two even money favorites uh, pays about four forty, Ken. Right in that ballpark on, on two dollars, right? Yes, so it does. yes, it does. That, that's what you'll be looking at uh, here. That's you'll be looking at in that in that range. You know, you bet two bucks on the exacta. If you boxed it uh, on the exacta, you get back about four twenty, four thirty, four forty. Uh, depending on, yeah. you know, I have a feeling, though, a lot of people are going to start betting on Honor AP more because sort of the betters are looking at it and they think it's a toss-up. Now, one thing we'll bring up, a lot of people believe, including, as you mentioned, John Sheriff, uh, and, of course, Mike Smith is going to be on the right, uh, but a lot of people believe that Honor AP wasn't 100% that day at the San Felipe. Mm -hmm. He wasn't yep. fully healthy, Ken. was it? You know, he raced before. He wasn't in his best form, so to speak. And they weren't Correct. using excuses. And there were no yeah. excuses. You know, Authentic's a great horse. But yeah. word is in, in the stables right now that Honor AP is 100% healthy right now. Yeah, and, that, and, and I, I just love the matchup. And that's the thing. You know things are going to change come race day, guys. So I don't know where you're betting, but a lot of books, if you have fixed odds, like you go to certain sites, you can get Honor AP at 5-2 to two right now, hit it. Because it's not going to be that way for race time. Authentic might go off as a favorite, but for you to get five to two, that's not going to happen. I agree, Gabe. I think the horse was a little bit banged up. Now the horse is freshened, ready to rock, hot. I love the I love the numbers too. You break it down. I love the confidence in the training team. I personally love Mike Smith, one of the best jockeys. He'll give him a good trip, uh, even in trouble. He can find a way to get it done. I just think this is the horse. This is the bet, and I, I'm in on it too. If you're looking for somebody else, just breaking down the field, I'm thinking, uh, you know, the one horse is somebody I might throw at currently twenty. 20 to one. Uh, maybe we can get some kind of bomb in there because uh, oh, Friar, and I'll tell you, if these Friar, horses don't get yeah, Friars boy. Friar. Yeah. If I don't think uh, if the, it's going to happen, man, it's going to happen. I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm down with something different happening. I don't think it's just going to go one, two. One of those horses is not going to come second, in my opinion. Yeah. Friars road in uh, 20 to one is, is the yeah. one horse Friars road, 20 to one, the one horse uh, rushy eight to one is the, uh, the two Rushy. horse. Uh, three horse shooter, shooter, shoot. 
Shooters, yeah. uh, shooters, shoot is the three horse at uh, six to one. Anne O'Dor, Anne O'Dor, who of course uh, raced and not very well in the uh, the Arkansas Derby. Um, Anne O'Dor comes in at uh, ten to one. Victor Espinosa, Azul Coast, fifteen to one. One of the Bob uh, Baffert uh, entries at uh, fifteen to one. Honor AP five to two. Mike Smith and John Sheriffs and another Bob Baffert, of course, with. Authentic and Drayden Van Dyke. And uh, so Authentic comes in here undefeated. Authentic comes in here undefeated, uh, but, you know, the 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 play seems to be on Honor AP here. But as you stated, got to find that third horse, right? Somebody's going to finish in third place. Yeah, and it's going to be tough. Like, I know you want to pick around. Uh, Anno Dor was a very disappointing horse. You're right, Gabe. I remember the last time we bet on some ponies, I, I was on that horse. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to win this race. Third or fourth seems very, very popular. So basically what I'm going to try to do in this race, um, you know, try to find some different ways to make money. Maybe connect Honor AP in a, in a daily double, a pick three, because I'm going to tell you it's not just going to be chalk, chalk, chalk. What's happening at Belmont today is absolutely insane. I don't expect that to happen at Santa Anita, but this is the thing that people forget. Like, this is a race eight is the race. It's not just, you know, like, that's the thing. Sometimes people forget. There's a racing card before that. There's going to be races you like before that. Maybe I'll do a pick three, race six, seven, eight, find something there. But Honor AP, if I had to key one horse, he's going to be the one that I'm keying. But I think there could be a bit of an upset, maybe a 20 to one or somebody finishing second too. All right, so uh, we had Whale Capper joining us. So we'll get back to the horse talk uh, with uh, the digital penetrator, uh, legendary Lindsay. Um, Capper's Corner returns. A very popular, very popular segment, Capper's Corner at the Meadowlands. We used to bring in the regulars that hung out at the sports book and at the racetrack, <laughs> and you want to cast the characters. Half the guys look like they were extras in the movie, movie Goodfellas. <laughs> and the, the, the rest look like uh, basically... Uh, if they didn't win this race, they were going to be sleeping on the street, <laughs> um, you know, unless they hit the last race on the way out of uh, Northfield. Fair, so you know, fair assessment. Yeah, yeah we don't real cast of characters. I hope our boy Gary is uh, doing all right, who lives in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, ne- nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, we'll get back to the to the race talk. So NBA basketball. We were talking with Whale Capper, and I'm like, I like to hear this because Whale Capper, uh, you know, last year Whale Capper was high on the Toronto Raptors. He was also high on the Milwaukee Bucks. We saw the Raptors ended up winning the title. Raptors flew under the radar last year as far as odds were concerned, and we rode them all the way through. Playoff series, futures, championships. I spent all my money going to their games, uh, but nevertheless, yep. it was a real fun ride. And here we are once again, and we talked about it yesterday, the ludicrousness of this all, the preposterousness of it. Um, outrageous. Um, that like the Houston Rockets are 12 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Like James Harden's ever going to win anything. James Harden can't win an all star game. All right. They, they, like, seriously, if James Harden played a pickup game in a Y, he'd score 102 points, but his team would lose. Like, James Harden ain't winning, bro. All right. Yeah, 12 to 1. You know, and listen, I wish I could legally start my own sports book, uh, sportsbook.com, uh, but it doesn't exist and I can't legally do it. But if I did, I'd give an odds boost on the Houston Rockets just to take people's money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I wish I jazz. What I'm saying is odds boost. Yeah, odds what boost. I'm saying is, <laughs> hey, if you like the Rockets, just send me the money. All right, I'll donate it to charity. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying the Raptors get no respect whatsoever. They don't. We're talking about a 46 win team. They only had their top seven players play. 
uh, in 17 games. In those 17 games, they went 12-5, and five, albeit they did struggle against teams with winning records, but they never had any cohesiveness. And the thing is, the Raptors had so many injuries throughout the year, guys, that it developed the young players. All right? Yes. Listen, I don't think people realize how good Norman Powell Excellent point. All right? Norman mm-hmm. Powell, uh, you know, this guy just really raised the level of his game. But, you know, like just Hollis Jefferson, uh, Terrence Davis, a kid like Chris Boucher. You know, you're able to bring these guys in, just give them 12, mm-hmm. 14 minutes here. You're not going to find a lot of teams as good of a um, – uh, good of a uh, uh, guard situation, guard combo than the Toronto Raptors with Kyle Lowry and with Fred Van Fleet. Two, just two veterans, you know, that, that have won championships. They have that winning mentality and pedigree uh, right now. Kyle Lowry plays great defense. Like, the Raptors are going to be a very difficult out. Now, are they the favorites? No, but there's no way they should be 24-1. to 1. Like, that's ridiculous. FanDuel will have them at 24 to 1, but don't tell anybody. Just bet it and don't tell anybody so we can all cash in uh, with some good numbers here. Uh, you know, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee were a really good team. We don't know how they're going to, you know, it's a completely new season uh, almost. And they rely on the three ball so much. They're still dangerous, but there's no value at all. They are. Uh, betting them at plus no. 240. Horrible number. The Lakers are Horrible plus number. 270. Yeah. The Lakers are real dangerous. Like, to me, the Lakers are one of the teams to beat. Like, I think, to me, the, the, there's four teams to beat. In my opinion, Cam, there's only four teams that can win the championship. All right? The Milwaukee yep. Bucks, the L.A. Lakers, Lakers. the L.A. Clippers, Clippers, and the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. Those are the yep. only four teams that I think can win. I don't think any of these other teams. I think the Miami Heat are a dangerous team. I, I think the too. Heat are dangerous. But I do too. not quite win the championship or make it to the finals dangerous. But the Miami Heat could be a load to deal with. I agree, too. Jimmy Butler, these guys are going to be ready to rock. They got Bam. They got a lot of really good players on the team. I think the Miami Heat are scary, too. And when they hit the three ball, they're very dangerous. To your earlier point about the Toronto Raptors, too, and this type of format, you got to be ready to rock. And the one thing that people aren't talking about enough, Whale Capper did because he's smart, is Nick Nurse. He's one of the best coaches you talk about, a winning percentage in the league, and adjustments. This is going to be different type of basketball. It's not going to be the same. There is no time to screw around. You have to be confident. You have to run your stuff, and you have to be ready to rock. And to your earlier point, too, a lot of these Raptor young players, due to injuries, played excessive minutes. They're ready to rock and working right now. Very dangerous team. But I'm with you, Gabe. I agree with one another dark horse. I think the Miami Heat are a team that could go very, very deep. I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the uh, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Toronto. They could go deep. I think they're probably one of the best. You know, if you're looking for a real, real dark horse, I think Miami's one of them for sure. Well, Miami are 27 to 1. We talked about the Milwaukee Bucks plus 240, Lakers plus 270, uh, Clippers plus 340, Rockets 12 to 1. No. Uh, Boston Celtics 20 to 1. Celtics are okay, but they'll lose. They could lose to the Sixers in the first round, those guys. They could. I do think. Listen, I think that, listen, the Celtics and the Raptors have always been a battle. They each have a very hard time winning on each other's home courts. So it'll be interesting on a neutral court, but I think the Raptors are better than the Boston Celtics are. The Raptors are 24 to 1. The Nuggets, you know, I was really high on the Nuggets last year as a sleeper to make it to the finals. They don't play good enough defense. Jokic is good, but he turns the ball over late. They don't fully get it. Like, they're one, like, you know what I mean? If Kawhi Leonard was on the Nuggets, they'd be the champions type thing. I agree Like, with they're that. that good. 
but they're just missing that one thing that they just don't get it that I can't fully buy in. The Heat dangerous at 27 to 1. The Sixers are too flaky, even though they're very talented. 27 to 1. The Jazz, I never buy into at 29. The Mavericks Pass. at 36. I wouldn't write off no, the Mavericks you. at 36. You know, the I'm Mavericks are going to be a difficult price. team. Problem is for the yeah, Mavericks, Cam. The problem is they essentially get the Clippers in the old format and the new format. Like things can change, but seems like they're destined to play each other no matter what. Get on a grid. Game time decision continues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time to sit and continues. I am Gabriel Renzi. A couple more minutes uh, left in the first hour of the program. Thanks to uh, Whale Capper for joining us on the program. The legendary Lindsay from Capper's Corner and the Meadowlands Racetrack will join us in hour two. Howard Beck uh, might be joining us as well to talk some NBA uh, basketball. We've been talking some NBA uh, tonight uh, and a lot of NBA this week with this new playoff uh, format coming out. There's something a lot of people don't talk about is actually taking a look at the standings uh, just to see. Uh, where things stand uh, right now. Um, but I do have a couple of uh, future tickets, and like a lot of people, NBA futures. And just my luck, guys, you know, me and Cam used to not play a lot of futures just because I'm you know, very impatient. I've broken toasters waiting for Pop-Tarts to, uh, to cook before. Like literally and figuratively, I'm a very impatient person. I'm, I'm a little better now that I'm older, but I used to be in the mentality. I was like, I'm going to play a ticket now, and maybe get paid in a year. I might get hit by a bus. I used to be one of those guys. I don't even know if yeah. I'm going to be alive a year from now. Then I, a year would pass, and I'm like, man, I'm still alive, and that bet would have won. <laughs> and it's happening exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. like, man, you know what? I, I told people like eight months ago this would happen. I didn't bet it because I didn't want to wait eight months. So I learned my lesson last year. I was like, the Raptors are winning the championship, and they did. And the last couple of years, I've been playing like playoff futures, but I have a hard time with, like, full-out futures. I know you've gotten into it, Cam. Um, so this year, of course, I load up on the Raptors to win a division, uh, like plus 260, and it's the one damn year that in 100 years they shut the league down due to a pandemic. So I asked FanDuel finally today. I said, so do these standings count after, like, the seeds? If the, Like, long story short, if the Raptors finish ahead of the Boston Celtics, then I should win the bet. They're in the same division. Like, are the division winners? FanDuel didn't have an answer. They said, we'll let you know when the NBA announces after. Did they win the title or not? They really don't know either. Mm. Like, you know, it's just very wrong to have to deal with his betters. And they've been very good to their clients with stuff. Yeah, Yeah. at worst, I'm getting my money back, right? But I'm hoping to get that. uh, I'm hoping to get the nice fat payday. All right, get on the grid. Hour two coming up next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.